how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Colin and Samir Show. On today's episode, we're going to be unboxing and ranking unique creator merch from some of the top creators here on YouTube. All right, here we go. Roll the intro. Welcome to The Colin and Samir Show. All right, so we have a bunch of merch on the table right now. Now, merch is one of those things that creators do when they scale their business. Like typically in, in traditional YouTube, whenever a creator launched merch, that was like the driver. And the business model was make videos, sell t-shirts in the early days, right? Everyone sold t-shirts. A lot of people sold t-shirts. That's why companies like Fanjoy existed. That's where Teespring, Teespring got involved with YouTube. Um, and a huge part of that value prop was, hey, I'm a part of this community. So I'm going to wear a shirt that I can identify with. And if I see someone else on the street wearing that shirt, it means they're also part of the same community. Yeah, and as creators have evolved, we've realized that not every creator is primed to sell a t-shirt or a hat or a hoodie. That there are other types of products you could sell that are better suited for the audience that you have and what you talk about. And we're seeing really unique products come out. And these products, I think, have, have no longer been considered, in my opinion, merch. These are brands. And that's the phase of the creator ecosystem and economy that we're in, which is creators being able to launch brands. And when you launch a brand, you have to scale a team to be able to do that. There's also third parties that can help you do that. So we're going to talk through all this different merch. But at the same time, as we're uh, talking about scaling, we're also scaling right now. So we put out a job description, uh, probably our, I mean, I think our first job description that we put out, uh, we're hiring a writer. So we are... It almost felt funny. Like first yeah. piece of company news today, yeah. we are hiring. And to even put out that post and say, we are hiring felt strange. It felt like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like after all this time of just you and me, what does it even mean to be putting out a public facing post that we are hiring? Yeah. It's really cool. And you know, it's something that actually we're going to talk to MKBHD about, uh, which is really exciting. By the time you guys are watching this episode, we've interviewed MKBHD on Clubhouse. Uh, he's also coming on this show. Uh, and uh, we're talking to him about scaling his business. Like, what does it mean as you grow your YouTube business? What are the roles that are involved? What are the different team members you need? How does a business that's built off of a YouTube channel grow? And uh, to be honest, uh, once you get your brand partnerships, we talked to Graham Stefan about his AdSense and how he makes over $4 million a year just purely on advertising and selling courses. Um, a lot of other creators are doing it in the, in the brand building direction. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways that you can supplement your income as a creator. You think about it, like you said, some creators lean heavily on AdSense and brand partnerships. Uh, MKBHD is one good example of that. Then you look at a creator who, uh, like Logan Paul, maybe two or three years ago, he's quoted saying that he made $3 million in three days selling merchandise. And he did a great job on the value prop of saying, like, do you want to be a part of this community of Mavericks, right? Which is where his clothing line Maverick has come from. Um, and that's exactly what we're talking about. The value prop of clothing is lifestyle. So that means if I sell clothing, it's design, it's lifestyle, it's like correlation with the community. For us, for Colin and I, we're really into clothing. We like cool designs on t-shirts. 
but we know that's actually not our value prop to the community. When you come to this channel, when you're watching this show, you're here to learn about creators, to learn about creator business. Uh, and we oftentimes like to think of ourselves as trying to educate, encourage, and empower the next generation of creators. So clothing doesn't really fit into that value prop, but what does is online education. And so that's why for us, our brand or our merchandise and the direction we're going is education. And we're, we sold a course last year. We likely will make more this year. We'll go deeper down this direction of education being our brand, not necessarily merchandise. The model that we took though to that path of building an audience first and then finding the right product is what's happening across all different types of creators today and, and just businesses in general. Like a lot of smart businesses are finding that audience first and then seeing what's a problem that I could solve for this audience as opposed to the thinking of maybe five, 10 years ago of like, well, I think I've got this great idea. Let's build the product and then see who wants it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we're going to start opening some boxes. If you are listening to this, we're still, we're going to do our best to describe the, the products to you. We're going to talk about the price points. We're going to talk about the experience, uh, why it makes sense, why this brand could potentially exist outside of being a fan of the YouTube creator. Uh, but if you are listening and you do want to watch to actually get your eyes on the products, come over to the YouTube channel. This is now on youtube.com slash Colin and Samir. First episode there. So we have five products from five different YouTube channels. We have a secret sixth product on the way. But as we are opening these products, if there's one that you think you want, comment below, let us know. We'll pick at random and give that product, whatever it is, Wow, to you. That's, that's cool. Yeah, why not? All right, great. So yeah, if you want one of these, then I guess just comment and Colin will ship it to you. Well, together okay. we'll figure out a way to ship it. Colin I, will manage the I will logistics. wait at the post office right, for you. Here we go. First product is... The Curiosity Box. Now, this is from our friends at Vsauce. Jake Roper sent this to us, and this is a really unique product. So this operates as a subscription. The tagline is a subscription for thinkers. So if you wanna get one box, you pay 50 bucks for this box. Essentially has like a bunch of different, I think like games and mind exercises, puzzles, stuff like that to make you smarter or make you think more. And when you buy it, it actually auto renews. So if you buy the spring box right now, it'll auto renew in the summer or you can opt out and cancel or you can pay an annual subscription, which is uh, priced at 200 bucks, but they give you a discount of 183 and then you get four of these boxes. All right, other side. Nope. I got it. I okay. Got it. Just pull up. Yep. All right, we're opening the box. Okay, so far, very oh. cool like checkered vibe in here. What does it say in here? There's like a octopus. There's some sort of sea creature and it says within the sea is where I live. I love to learn and think. My full name is inquisitive, but you can call me ink. That's cool. That's fun. That's cool. So I think this is targeted at like younger, a younger audience and their parents um, to yeah. be able to like get them something that's, that helps them become smarter. I mean, Vsauce is all about science. It's all about education. So I think this fits right Whoa. in line that the first product I would get in yeah. the box is a book. Okay, cool. So the, the first product is a book. The next product I just pulled out is a kinetic Taurus knot. I, I don't know what that is. You know what I like about this is that their channel, you know, a good YouTube channel is all about building tension, right? Yeah. And even this product is an experience in itself. Like there's tons of videos on YouTube of people opening up the curiosity box. Listen, man, I'm busy with my Taurus knot right okay. now. 
But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this experience mimics a good video because you're waiting to find out what's next. What's next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's back to that show we did about um, Mr. Beast and like tension and release. Having a subscription where you don't know what's going to come in it is perfect tension and release. Like there's tension and not knowing what's in this box. Wow. Wow. This is cool. I love this. Wow. I could look at this for days. So Colin is right now looking at some sort of, oh my God, look at your eye. Your eye is huge in that. The prism. It's a prism. That's pretty exciting. Here's a uh, potato clock. So this clock is powered by potatoes. So th there's like further activities to be doing here with the curiosity box. That's something I love. Did you ever like build a radio as a kid? I don't know how that works, but it was very exciting. No, I didn't build it. Did you build a radio? As yeah, a kid? I did. Okay. Wait, you didn't build radio? I had a bunch of engineer uncles. And so, say, what kit? Like, yeah, what, what they would yeah. gift me is like these build your own radio kits. And oh. we would sit together and like connect blue line to this line and like build radios. I remember building a... Also, that makes me sound like I'm from the 1950s. Huh? Yeah, we're all like... Yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. You ever seen Will Ferrell's audition for SNL where he acts like he's a cat? <laughs> that's what this reminds me of. Okay, so you get a shirt in here, um, which is cool. You also get some wrapping paper with illusions. Uh, you get a gift card for a game. I mean, this is this is really cool, by the way. I'm not at all upset at $50 here if I'm a parent and if I've gifted this to someone. Like, gifting someone a subscription to this is awesome. This is really cool. This looks like they are highlighting members of their community who have YouTube channels. Oh, uh, that's really cool. So you learn like a little that. bit about them. Yeah. That's really cool. All right, so let's let's overview this curiosity box. Number one, in terms of value, I, I think it's spot on. Yeah, there's a lot of value. There's in a ton of value at 50 bucks here. Like when you really think about what 50 bucks gets you in other places, um, this is a lot of activities. It also is this extension of being a Vsauce viewer where Vsauce poses these questions. They, they make you think, they make you curious and they are understanding that it's not that they have to sell you a, uh, just a t-shirt. They want to further your curiosity. They want to say, they, we're posing you a question. We're making you interested in things. Here's a potato clock. Build this thing. <laughs> they're also building a community that's not directly tied to Vsauce. Right. Like, they're calling these people inaugural fellows. Mm -hmm. But it's not inaugural fellows or group members of Vsauce. It's group members of the Curiosity Box, which is smart. Because one day... Right. When Jake and, and Michael and the guys at Vsauce aren't interested in making videos or, you know, that's not what they continue to do, potentially they could still make money from the Curiosity Box community and the product. 100%. So I think scalability outside of YouTube is there. 100%. Like this, this if I gifted this to a, a cousin of mine who became, ended up becoming an engineer, he'd probably be into this even if he didn't watch Vsauce, which I think is really important. That's what we're talking about is that this merch 2.0 is all about building brand. It's about building brand equity outside of people who watch YouTube. Could you gift this to someone? Could you buy this if you don't watch the YouTube channel? Could you interact with this? Does this matter to you if you don't watch YouTube? What is this again? Is That's this a, a potato clock, Colin. We're going to build that together this weekend. That's great. I love yeah, that. That is a Colin and Samir company activity. Thank you, Jake and everyone at Vsauce. Another thing I'll say about it, it's very cool that they give a portion of the revenue to Alzheimer's uh, research, Yeah, which is really great. Last thing I'll say, subscription. I love subscriptions. I think recurring revenue is really important to any business. Uh, and if you are funneling your audience into something that offers them an opportunity to um, have experiences, 
like the thing that I think we're realizing and why we're opening all this unique product is because there's only so many hangers on your coat rack, right? Or on your, in your closet, there's only so much space in your drawers. How many shirts can you buy from a creator? Like you're kind of capped out the lifetime value of an audience member when it comes to clothing is a little bit capped, but I only wear one t-shirt. Exactly. So yeah, there it is. So the lifetime value, but you think about other stuff. We talk about Chamberlain coffee all the time. There's no cap to how many coffees you're going to drink in your life. There is a cap to how many t-shirts you're going to buy. And there's probably not a cap to how many cool, fun science experiments you're going to do. Yeah. If you're interested in that stuff. They've carved out an interesting niche that doesn't have too much competition. And I would hope eventually they would be, and they may already be, but they could be carried in retail too. Totally. There's another uh, channel, just to give a quick shout out, which is called Randomonium. Um, These guys used to work at VAT19 and they're fully built on um, like a partnership with the toy store. And you see like, Again, watching these these videos where you're interested and in how do you further the experience off platform? We've spent we spent a good portion of our time talking about on platform revenue. Now we're exploring off platform, which is how do I ex- how do I further the experience once you get off YouTube? If you had to place the curiosity box on a tier list, I don't know how tier lists work, but I'm going to place yeah. it at S because it's so good. I also don't really know how they work. <laughs> I kind of get the A through D portion of it, but yeah. the S, what does it stand S for? S came out of nowhere. Yeah. Super? Supreme? Let's, let's give it S. Uh, super Cali. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. do it. Next one. So Amanda Rachley is a creator that we've spoken to. We've had on the channel before. She is a creator that makes videos all about journaling, all about productivity. She does some incredible calligraphy. She also does these like plan with me. It's a whole category. It's, it, it feels very niche. I will say my wife, Katie, is really into bullet journaling and is like super good at, at, at you know, making these cool calendars for herself and, and to-do lists. Um, but Amanda, what's so transformational about her content is she's using these products in the content, which is actually good entertainment, right? It's, it's entertaining. It's calming. It's soothing. She has good music playing. She's doodling. And you're just enjoying it. And now you can take it a step further. Creators are creating aspirational lifestyle. Why is this so hard to open? <laughs> Let me try it. Is it me? No, this is good packaging. It's this quality, is good packaging. It's good quality stuff. Um, so they're creating this aspiration to be like them, right? To ex- experience, especially productivity creators. And um, when you have that aspiration, the cool thing that Amanda has done is said, hey, you can actually do it. And you can use the exact same tool that I'm using in my videos that you're enjoying. And you can buy it. You can buy it right on my website. What's the price point on these? Uh, I have to check our notes. I don't remember because we bought these a while ago. Let's we, put we, that on the screen. So journals. Journals are something that um, Colin and I have talked about in the past as merchandise. Uh, it's something that we toyed around with quite a bit because, again, we, we feel like it, it probably is something that we'll eventually do as a part of our courses and our curriculum because yeah. journals are a good experience. One thing about journals that you have to remember, repeatable purchases, recurring revenue, similar to the subscription box, but it doesn't operate on a subscription. But if you love these types of journals, great design, very high quality product. Yeah. I'm at a point where oh, I, have this a, is cool. I have a journal that I like and I just get the same journal again and again and again. Every oh, wow. Time I a letter to you on the back. Very good customer right. experience. Yeah. Like the one thing that's interesting, we, we talked about this in the last video we did about merch was 
you know, is there a element of the creator in the unboxing experience? And is that important or not? I'm, I'm actually curious for those listening, does it make more sense to, to just kind of build a brand, keep the creator out of it so that it has like amazing scale? Or is that origin story important in the packaging like we see here with Amanda? It may not be that important for the curiosity box, but I do think for Amanda's channel, it is nice. You know, that she's the one bringing mm-hmm. you through this transformative experience. And so, it's directly connected to her. So here's the thing. You get this planner, right? And it has like a, a structure set up with calendar. It has your to-do list. It has these like cool different designs on these pages that are Amanda's designs. And you can actually watch her video and go along with her while she is planning. While she's making these While she's designs. making those designs. While she's showing you how to use this thing. So I think that's really interesting. It's It feels similar to an online course that had like our online course has a um, workbook that comes along with it. And so it's like, you're watching the content, you have the workbook. You, it, it, I think this is uh, this is an exact example of uh, transformative storytelling, where here's the story I'm telling you, which is do this type of you know bullet journaling. If you're into this stuff, it can make you more productive. It can transform you into the person who achieves these tasks, who's more relaxed, who's able to get a lot of stuff done. And hey, here's the tool to actually do it. So now you're inspired to become this person by watching my videos and you can take an action by purchasing this journal, getting it into your hands and actually taking action on it. And it's an accessible price point, which I think is important. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, one thing is these these last a year, I find that to be really interesting, like 2020 to 2021. I wonder how Amanda balances you know, repeat customers. She has other products though that she sells that aid in your journaling. Right. And when she announces a new journal for the year, it is a huge event on her channel. Millions of views. So I think she does a really good job when she launches these. It's one of the biggest events on Mm -hmm. her channel. And I think when you can do that where your merchandise is actually really good content as well, that's important. That's super important because then it's not, it doesn't feel outside of the bounds of your content where, hey, before we start this video, let me tell you about our new merch drop. That I think is going to become a thing of the past or for specific creators when you don't have to do that. And it's not like, let me stop the video to tell you about the merch drop. It's more like I use the, my brand in my videos and it just becomes a character in the videos. Like these journals are part of her cast. Mm-hmm. Same way that Dobrik has a vlog squad, like the journals are characters. And the difference is you can actually transact directly with them and own one yourself. Where does it go on the tier list? Uh, I'm going to go A, because it's awesome. Is that how this works? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how um, it works. I'm going to go A, because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's also Amanda. A. Yeah, journals, journals, great. I think you should do a great job with this. These can exist far beyond the audience of Amanda Rachel but it's enhanced by being a part of the audience. So I'm in. I like it. Sometimes I wish I was more of a comedian so that when we did those improv moments of yeah. having to give a word for A, it really hit. Right. But we're not. We're very like mildly funny. If that. If that. Okay. You, you want to go with the big one? Also, I like how the prism from the curiosity box <laughs> just somehow still is here. The prism is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, do you want to go big right now with yeah. McKinnon? Yeah. 
All right. This is a very unique package that Colin has just put on the table. Um, turn it this way so we can get a shot of that. Um, this is from our good friend, Peter McKinnon. Peter has sent us a lot of really cool stuff over the years. Um, one of them being his camera bag, which makes a ton of sense. His ND filters, which we use on our cameras. So a lot of camera gear that obviously makes sense. You watch Peter McKinnon, you're interested in becoming a better photographer, a better cinematographer, and you can actually use the tools that he sells to become that person. So it all, again, it's, it's about extending that experience off platform. He totally does it. You can pack your camera bag just like him. You can put on the same ND filters and you can try and take photos and, and create videos just like Pete. Pete's really interesting in that I would imagine he makes the majority of his income from brand sponsorships on his channel, but he's built out this huge product offering side with multiple different brands that hit different audiences within his audience. And different price points. So his bag that he released... Um, sells for like 700 or $800. And they did a Kickstarter campaign. That was a partnership with Nomadic. Um, his ND filters are in a partnership with um, Polar Pro. So he has, he has like partnerships. He's really good with working with brands. And I think that's really interesting that he's able to actually tap into brand partners to bring a lot of these products to life. But this, what's in the box is different. So before Pete was a creator on YouTube, he had a leather e-commerce store. And he talks about how it was not profitable. And clearly that's something that he, you know, it's part of his passion. It's something that he wants and, and wanted to make. And I think one thing that's amazing about Pete is he does a really good job of building community around things that he's really passionate about and, and making those really known. Coffee's one of them. So he launched a coffee brand. Photography's another thing. And so he launches, you know, a camera bag and, and a ND filter. This, what's in the box, is called Pete's Pirate Life. And it's, pirate stuff. <laughs> but it, it sounds strange, but if you've seen some of these products, it all makes sense. Like yeah. Pete is a really premium cinematographer, right? Yeah. Everything that he does is very premium about his brand. It's borderline like luxurious. Like it's mm -hmm. no surprise to me that he had a fine leather goods store, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not just coffee. It's like well, premium it's, coffee. It's, luxury, it's not it's just ND filters for filming. It's the best ND filters. When I think of Pete, it's more artisan craft mm -hmm. than it is like necessarily luxury. Like everything's handcrafted. Everything's like artisan. It's like, it's that, that vibe that's very boutique. That's what I love about Pete. Let's, let's see what's in this pirate box. So we are opening the largest box. Pete was really excited to send this to us. Uh, and I'm really excited to see, oh my God, wait a second. It's like a treasure chest. Do we I need tools to open this? Because we, if so, we're not those guys. <laughs> no, we have a toolbox here. Yeah, it's like from Ikea. And it has like, <laughs> like Bob the Builder. Set. Yeah, it's... Okay, hold on. Let's... Uh, basically a kid's toy. How do we... Oh my God. Samir, it has our name on it. It has our logo on it. Oh That's my badass. God. Dude. Again, Pete is like premium. What did we just say? Pete is boutique, handcrafted, like unbelievable experience straight to s straight to s yeah yeah but actually though do we need tools because it looks like we need tools wait dude our, our hold on we need to get shots of this we may need photos of this too this is really cool this is so cool oh my god it feels like it's my birthday i mean this is one of the coolest packages we've ever gotten yeah this is very cool oh my god this is so badass whoa 
What? Oh, you didn't see this? No. Dude, look at our faces. It's like a stencil of us. <laughs> that's so rad. This Dude, is, that's so rad. This is so rad. I love this. First of all, experience is incredibly custom. I don't know if this is how things ship to other people, but this is this is so crazy. This this has our name on it. It has our logo on it. It's like this clearly custom box. It's like if you are I, I don't know. I'm almost speechless by the presentation here. Also, I don't know what the price point is here. I actually don't know what's inside. We just asked Pete to send us <laughs> yeah. some sort of merch. Yeah. And he was like, I got you. No, no. We asked him specifically for the pirate merch. Yeah. I said, I want Pete's pirate life. I, and and it's the reason why is because these are drops. They're like, I, I think drop culture with creators is really cool because eventizing something is almost like putting out a movie. It's like yeah. building up, marketing up until like, boom, there's a drop and then it's gone. And you actually create this window of urgency that increases your opportunity to convert customers because there's like a time limit on it. There's, uh, you know, there, there's just this like feeling of exclusivity that's super dynamic. It's and also like you only have so many things you can talk about on your channel and you have to try and... Oh, some merch just showed up. All right, special delivery. Special sixth item just showed up. Yeah, yeah. You can keep that there for a second before, uh, yeah. Hold might, that. Maybe we'll do that next. Where are we? Okay. From a programming perspective, it's also really good content. Really good content to go with a drop format because similar to Amanda, you can eventize it like crazy and get your audience really excited about when it actually comes out. Dude, this is so cool. We got to open this. Like, yeah, you got to twist this off. I also love that you don't need real tools. Is this from like the 1800s? What's going on? Everything is distressed. It's so good. It's the attention to detail is so good. Yeah, I'm glad you don't need real tools. Okay. Okay. You ready? Is like smoke going to come out of this? Wow. The branding is like, wow. That's like a, that's a shop rag. Again, not something that. No, I mean, who knows? We could use yeah. it. I mean, I'll probably, I, cool. right now, like all I want to do right now is get on a motorcycle. It's kind of like the vibe I wish I had, but I don't have. Okay, here, here's one for you. Cool. Here's one for me. Let's open these. This, what are these? This is too kind. Yeah, Pete, this is, what is it? Dude, smell it. Pete is running away so, with this episode. Smell it. Look, there's like a fragrance to it. It's like an oak. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like clearly like, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, look at this. Right when you take it off, there's a lot. I mean, this is just like the attention to detail. If you're listening to this episode, it's definitely time to, to turn on the uh, video version because the attention to detail here is crazy. Okay, so these are stickers. I love this like skull and, and bone sticker. It's just so sick. Um, okay, that's amazing. What I, Are we going to be able to get through all of this? There's so much stuff. There's a lot of stuff in here. Oh, cool. Little pocket journals. Yeah, these are little pocket journals. It says write it or lose it. Oh, that's, that's good. cool. Like very like idea-based uh, creativity. Pete. God, Pete's so good. Okay, let's keep trying to get through this box. What is this stuff? What is that? Is that a candle? No, this is a whiskey jar. Oh or my God, that's cool. Right? Is that a thing? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know what this is, but made this is by cool. hand <laughs> out of 2200 degree Fahrenheit molten glass. It's uniquely yours. No two are exactly alike. That's dope. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm only so, going to drink my whiskey out of this. Okay. And I'll so, probably start drinking whiskey because of this. I mean, as we continue to open this, here's some leather goods. 
Um, this is like, one, this is one of the coolest things we've ever received ever. So thank you so much, Pete. There's another whiskey glass in there so we could share a glass. Um, here's the thing. I keep, I keep saying this, but continuing the experience off platform and finding ways to physically exist as a brand is this next iteration of creator merchandise. And with this, like everything Pete does is the attention to detail is amazing. The, um, the aesthetic is amazing. And visually, it's super compelling. Like when we received his bag, it's incredibly compelling. But when you really think about this experience, it's so custom and it's so high-end. And that's how I always think of Peter McKinnon. It's just like high-end, custom, craftsman, attention to detail, attention to visuals, making an experience that's, you can't really explain why it's such a good experience, but it is. And that's what his photography is. And that's what this product is. So very similar to the curiosity box. And I, I don't think this is generally how they ship everything. It's probably more like you buy what you want. Uh, but for us, this is very similar to the curiosity box where you just want to see what else is in there. I mean, I don't look at, look at this is your copper dice. Open that up and show that to, oh my God. Like even touches like this. I'm also just a fan of these types of brands. Look at this. It says limited edition 326 out of 500. Feel the weight of these dice. <laughs> Whoa, those, that is, that is, these are. These are nice dice. These are really cool. This is crazy, man. I don't know. This is, uh, this is overwhelming. <laughs> you got to put these back in the leather. The dice was, I'm pushed really, you, the dice pushed you over the edge. Yeah. Here's my closing thoughts on uh, Pete's Pirate Life. Obviously, you've heard how excited I am. This is the most custom experience we've gotten. This wasn't necessarily an experience that we purchased that anyone else could purchase, I don't think. But you can buy items from Pete's Pirate Life. This experience and this, this whole company that Pete has, I have no idea if this is profitable. I think it is. But either way, I'm so happy that he's at a position in his career to be able to do something like this. Where he's like, you know what? I want to make an amazing product experience for people and that's what I'm going to do. And he's getting to do something that, you know, before starting out a career on YouTube, he never was able to take to what profitability. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now this is the full circle moment to get to do some of those things. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what all of this is. I can't wait till you and I divide this up, take it to our homes tonight. And I'm going to trade this for so much Dogecoin. <laughs> you can trade it for Doge, just like I'm that. I'm kidding, Pete. This is awesome, man. This experience, if you're in this community, if you're if you're into Peter McKinnon, if you're into visuals, um, you're going to love this, for sure. Feels like it can scale outside of YouTube, too. Yeah, I think it can. I mean, of course it can. But I think, uh, I don't think it has to. I think this is within, this is for his community. This is within the community. This is, uh, these are amazing gifts, if you want to give to someone, like great gifts. Um so all said and done, like this, this is an amazing experience. I just want to open up one more. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even know what I'm looking at. So I kind of want to save some of these to like actually unbox and post on Twitter and say thank you to Pete. What is that? Like a charging port? I have no idea. What is that? Is it a paperweight? This must be a paper. Everything's so heavy in this box. Dude, this is a blade. Maybe it's to sharpen a knife. Look at this razor. You got to unscrew that. Do you need tools for this? Yeah. Wow. All right. So he also includes tools to open and unbox. And like the discovery of all of this stuff is just so cool. This fits 
along with the pirate vibe of yeah, like discovering things, cracking open new treasure. It's like a treasure chest vibe. Okay, you need a tool. This is a tool thing. I get it. All right. Um, Next time. Whoa. Look at this. This is crazy. All right. Thank you so much, Pete, for this. Uh, this is wild. I think I'll just be that guy now that carries around dice. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, anyone have any dice? And you're like... I think that's a good look for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just to be dice the dice guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, dice guy Colin. Yeah, I D- have three. DGC. Yeah. By They're the way, in terms of comments, everyone's going to comment about this, like for sure. You don't this know? Is, no, I know. You don't know? No, I know. You don't know them? No, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up. So next up, David's Perfume. Interestingly enough, this ships from Flower Shop Perfumes Co. So it's a partnership, um, which like we talked about before, some creators do this on their own. They figure out their own manufacturing. But if they have enough scale, a partnership makes sense because it's like, hey, like we talked about in the beginning about scaling, it's like, maybe I don't want to hire a bunch of people to run this company. There's just a pre-existing company that I could work with that just does this for me. So David launched this perfume a few months ago, and I think people were pretty surprised. This one kind of shocked people. Felt like a little bit of a departure maybe from what they would expect. But if you think about how he is sort of Hollywood's modern day, like Ferris Bueller, I think uh, he's and the kind type of, like, of audience that he has. I think he's like Joe Namath. He's just like yeah. Mister Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And like, what do they call Joe Namath? Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think David is just like Mister Hollywood. You kind of get to a point, and you can put your name on a lot of things. Hollywood David doesn't strike the same as Broadway Joe at all. What, what should we call him? Sunset Boulevard David. I don't know. Anyway, maybe just David. You, you, yeah, maybe just David. Okay, let's, what go about, with, let's go with David. Why don't we try David? Let's try yeah, David. Okay, David. So, um, I think David can do almost anything that fits into lifestyle because everything David does is lifestyle based. Even his new app Dispo, which is, I guess, you know, another version of like Merch 2.0, which is like a actual platform. It's like a company, Mm -hmm. like getting to live the David Dobrik lifestyle is what everyone wants. And so lifestyle products work really well for him. He has a brick and mortar pizza shop coming out. Exactly. So you, you, you extend the experience of David Dobrik, which is friendship, which is, uh, going to parties, which is like hanging out. Smelling nice. Sure, smelling nice for those parties and f- big groups of friends that you hang out with. Or smelling nice if you're going to date David Dobrik or something, I guess, right? Like, because you look yeah. at the ad, it was very, it's, it's probably more the suggestive ad? towards women. Yeah, this one's this one's a men's flavor. Uh, I mean, it, flavor, is no, that? No, don't eat it. Flavor's not the right? Fragrance. Frag- <clears throat> Fragrance? Yep. Eau de Toulet? Fragrance. To- Fragrance? Uh, okay, so this... One comes in like a black, you know, packaging. One comes in pink, but I think they're they're relatively unisex, whichever smell you like, flavor. Um, sixty dollars each. Sixty dollars each. So with tax and everything, we ended up spending uh, one hundred thirty bucks. So it's actually our most expensive purchase. David didn't send this to us. Would have been nice, David. Yeah. Um, but okay, here we go. He did send it to Courtney Kardashian. Exactly my point. Yep. Oh my God. Okay, I heard David talk about this. Check this out. From an experiential perspective, what he wanted to do, which is to mirror a lot of like phones and their unboxing, as you lift this up, it will go from slow to fast to mirror your heart rate, like the excitement level of opening it. So feel feel the pace of opening it. You feel that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. So experientially, again, Dobrik is someone who cares a lot about the pacing of his videos, the experience of watching something, the adrenaline rush of... of consuming 
David Dobrik's vlogs, same thing in the packaging. You open it, exciting. Boom, right at the top, it gets fast. The question is, does this have scale outside of David's brand? I don't. It, it doesn't come so. up much in his videos anymore. It's not really on his Instagram account. It I sort of stands alone on the David's Perfume Instagram account. I, yeah, I actually, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why they did it. I, I honestly, I don't know. Like the pizza shop makes complete sense to me. The app makes complete sense to me. The perfume felt like almost like a content play to just like put it out there and have people talk about something and then you move on. It's almost like a zeitgeisty play. Also, the packaging has David's Perfume number one and David's Perfume number two, which is in the same font as David's vlog. And so, again, it's like very much for the community. It has this DD logo, which I've never seen before. This may be similar to Peter McKinnon, though, who's thinking along the lines of let's make a bunch of different products for different communities right. within my community well, I and think see what hits. I mean, is it is it that bad for him to test, right? Like he can, no. of yeah, course, test. Uh, also, he's when partnered with someone to do it. So here's the thing. When you're a smaller creator like us, when you're, when you're looking at what to sell, we're really careful with what to sell because our community is, is like, we have one community. It's a small community. Yeah. And like, we want to make sure our value prop, we're nailing it. We've only sold one thing, which was our course. It was a hundred dollars. And we tried to make sure there was as much educational value in it as possible. When we do it again, we'll do something similar. With David, there's sub-communities within David's community. Mr. Beast, Peter McKinnon, there's like sub-communities. So with Peter's brand- Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain, they, yeah. They've reached so much scale and they hit so many people. They are mass entertainment. Right. They can launch, they're like a house of brands. That's really interesting to think about. They're a house of brands. And even as you look at MKBHD, Mr. Beast, people who are, and David, who are spanning into multiple channels, like David just launched, you know, the Views channel, which we talked about on the show. Um, they're expanding and diversifying the offering in content, but also in product. So by the way, when you lift this off, same experience. It goes from like slow to fast. It's a magnet. Yeah, I like that. The way that the way he's done this is really cool. All right, let's let's try these out. Nope. <laughs> That's not how it works. Ooh. Do you wear cologne? No. I've never worn a fragrance, but I, I think, I'm, you know, I'm 31 right now. I think by the time I'm 35, I'd like to land on a fragrance that is now then just going to be the fragrance for the rest of my life. So yeah, that, I, have, I have a fragrance. You have a fragrance? I do. What do you wear? Le Labo. You wear Le Labo? Yeah. What fragrance? It's some like sandalwood or tobacco or something like that. Every morning. Has anyone in here ever noticed that Colin has a fragrance? How would anyone notice? Everyone like, just how said close no. are we going to get? Just yeah, said yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's subtle. That's the point. It's, you don't um, want to come in and like dominate the room with your scent. Amber and what Cash would you know? What would you know about fragrances, man? I don't know. I'm learning right now. Amber and cashmere is pretty good. I don't think I would wear it, okay. but, but it's fine. How's, what's this one called? This reminds me of um, when you walk through the mall. That one section of the mall where all the perfumes are. Okay. Anybody? So it just smells yeah. like perfume okay. is what you're saying. Grapefruit and sandalwood. I feel like this is the one I'd be into. I love grapefruit. I think grapefruit is one of the most underrated fruits there is. Overrated? Papaya. Hmm. I don't think papaya gets that much action. Okay. Yeah. Good, but I just, I, just, I, I just mix them you, both. You don't want to mix them. Okay, here's yeah. what I'd say is uh, they both smell good, um, but I wouldn't wear either of them. The price point feels high for what it is, but it's a cool experience to own. Um, I see David moving on from this. I see, I see this not becoming a big part of the David Dobrik empire. I think he has other projects that are huge and are going to really hit. And this one, I agree, is like, it's not necessarily a miss. It's just... It's a C plus. 
You passed. Yeah. All right. This is a partnership with Dbrand and MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee. Um, I love this partnership. Uh, Marquez talks a lot about Dbrand and how he works with them. Dbrand is a company that makes accessories for technology. So like a skin for your phone or a, a cover for your laptop. So with MKBHD talking a lot about technology, he's also, he cares a lot about the aesthetic. He cares about like matte black and he has his own creative direction of what the MKBHD brand looks like. So I like this partnership because it's accessories for the things he talks about in his videos. And Marquez has to be very particular about how he speaks about tech because he has to be an honest reviewer. Uh, so there's only so many things he can sell around tech, right? Mm -hmm. the majority of his revenue comes from AdSense, comes from brand partnerships. So this is a very unique area where he actually can tack on to the tech community. So I will say the experience of buying this was awesome. It was... Uh, for a limited time, it was one of these drops, which I love. I think drop culture with creators is fantastic. Um, it was one of these drops and uh, I bought it and the site was great that Dbrand built. The brand, the aesthetic, everything was very MKBHD. Let's see how it looks and feels. All right, so it comes in this bag. Uh, it has this cool like custom Dbrand MKBHD vibe to it. Here's the skin. So I got this Phantom Black for the uh, for the Note Twenty. What's what's in that case? A mask. Really? Yeah, with his uh, icons on it. Oh, that's sick. I like that. Very cool. Okay, so it's yours. Sorry. That's yeah, fine. Is what it yeah. is. I opened it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, can't really share a mask. So. Should have bought two. I didn't know they were going to be in here. Um, All right. Okay. Well, I, cool. You know what yeah. I think is really cool about <laughs> the mask is that it's it's speaks to what's happening right now in the world. It's yeah. very reactionary and it has all of his icons on it. Mm -hmm. uh, these icons remind me of when Tinker Hatfield and Michael Jordan oh, that's cool. created his commemorative yeah. shoe mm -hmm. and they put a bunch of icons that had to do with moments in Michael Jordan's life. Yeah, these are is... all things that if you're a member of Marquez's community, mm -hmm. you understand what these icons mean. So here's the, uh, the, the skin itself. And I think the, uh, the icons on the skin, just like the, you know, the YouTube logo, the uh, 8K, the MKBHD logo. It's super cool. And it's it's matte black. He talks about, Marquez talks about his car a lot. And so it's like, maybe you're someone who's also into this stuff, but you're not going to get a phantom black Tesla, but you can get a black casing for your phone. And yeah. you can like live that lifestyle and, and really care about the things that are in your pocket and the technology you use in the same way. Uh, again, when I think of Marquez, similar to Pete, I think of like high quality attention to detail. And I think Dbrand's a good partner. And this is a good price point considering... Am I, am I the right guy to do this? This is a good price point considering people who are watching are probably like... They're making their big spends on tech. So this is a lower lift way to get involved. Oh my God. Am I lining this up? <gasps> you got to do this. I, I don't have steady hands. Colin has steady hands. I can't do that. So what I like about this, they also give you extra stuff in this package, which is really cool. And here's, this goes over the camera. Is it just for the back? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that would make, yeah. Can't cover the front. Nope. Can't cover the front, Colin. Then you can't use it. Makes sense. Good job, Marquez. So the kind of theme of this whole episode is, can you create an extension of your YouTube experience for your community? And I think this nails that exactly. It's an extension I like that it's a partnership. It's a low lift for Marquez. There's another brand that, that is a character in his videos that is executing this. And as an audience member, am I going to buy a ton of these? No. But I'm going to be intentional with buying a drop and, and uh, putting this on my phone and 
it'll be on there yeah. and it's a great reminder and it's a great signifier of community and it's a great signifier of, of, Hey, I'm, I'm a part of this MKBHD community. I care about technology. I care about aesthetics. This yeah. is what I'm into. This is one that's not scaling outside of Marquez's community, but that's no. okay. I think that's okay. Cause Marquez, Marquez's videos scale outside of Marquez's community. That's the thing about MKBHD is that his videos are the ones that scale outside. These products are not a big part of his revenue strategy. They're a part of his community building strategy. So it's also okay to, to take your brand and put it into the physical space, but as a community building tactic, more so than as a revenue or profitability tactic. And when you're looking at launching a product that's mainly about community, that's when I do think it's okay to work with some of these companies that will help you sell a t-shirt or help you sell right. a hat because mm -hmm. they are giving your community an ability to like support you, be with you on this ride. This looks nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Where does it go on the chart? I'm going to put it somewhere between A and B because I like it a lot. I don't think it fits in the same world as some of the other ones we've talked about in terms of like a true brand, but I think it's a really good product. It's specific to the community. Uh, it's a great experience. The drop culture is cool, but it doesn't doesn't have the same scale as the other things that we've talked about. So when you say somewhere between A and B, yeah, A minus, B plus, smack in the middle. So I don't know what that means. B plus plus, yes. So you're giving it a B, or no. a, or A minus minus. All right, next product. <laughs> Again, we don't really understand tier lists. I don't understand the tier so. Don't put too much weight on the tier list. All right, let's bring it in. The last product. Been excited about this one for a long time. Thank you, Tyga. All right. Boom. The Mr. Beast Burger. All right, so this is obviously, uh, this is obviously all the rage. A lot of people talking about this. Uh, Mr. Beast Burger uh, opened 300 restaurants on the same day, all available digitally. Did you order this through Postmates or did you order it? Postmates. Yeah, Postmates. So it's really easy to order. Accessibility is just like right on your phone. Um, I think like, although we did talk about this early before it launched, said that, you know, Mr. Beast uh, Burger could be coming soon. When I first heard it, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, but it wouldn't be something I would think. When you think Mr. Beast, you think game shows. You think finger on the app, which he did. Great. Like, how can I participate to try and win money through endurance challenges? Or how can I do something that's really, like, conversational and viral? Um, Beast Burger, I didn't see coming. Yeah, Beast Burger, to me, just makes sense because of the scale that he's at. It's yeah. so large. And when you're at that big of a scale, you can play in this fast food space. I guess y y when you think about... What mirrors his digital footprint? His digital footprint is crazy. Like he does hundreds of millions of views um, on his, on his, across all of his channels. So he's like dominating on the internet per month, right? So what else has that much of a footprint? Fast food, McDonald's, right? Has a huge footprint physically. So the question is, just like we mentioned before, how do you take the online experience and, and ex extend it past online into the physical space? Burgers and fast food, great example of that. So repeatable purchase. If you like this, I could see you ordering this multiple times. You may order it even if you don't know who Mr. Beast is. If you're scrolling yeah. down through Postmates, this logo is pretty interesting. And I think food, just like coffee, is a really good way to actually discover creators. Like if I'm into burgers and my friend shares this burger with me and you got a water? This is for you. What is it? It's from, it's Carl's Grilled Cheese. I can't eat a grilled cheese. I'm a vegan. Ah, crap. <laughs> 
So Colin's going to try all this stuff. Oh, dangerous game. Colin's going to try all this stuff. Uh, I'm not. There's no Mr. Beast vegan burger yet. <laughs> Jimmy. I did get fries. Great. I'll try some fries. One thing I really like about what Jimmy did here is, wow, those look so good. Those are seasoned fries. Oh, my God. Those look insane. Um, one thing I like that Jimmy did is you could get his burgers beast style, Chandler style. You can get Carl's grilled cheese, which Carl's grilled cheese is uh, two buns facing the opposite direction, like inward with cheese in the middle. I guess that's how Carl likes it. So the character building is so cool because it's like if you're a part of the beast universe, you can be really into this. But just like you mentioned, if you're not a part of beasts community and you ordered this for lunch and I tried it and I liked it, Easily order it again. You're like, Carl makes a pretty good grilled cheese. Let's start with the fry test. All right, one fry. Mm, good weight on this fry. Wow. That's a good fry. That's a well-seasoned fry. Oh my God. I love that fry. Mm. Wow. It's got salt, pepper, cayenne, something. Okay, Jimmy, these are amazing fries. Yeah. Okay, fries are great. So when Jimmy launched this, the day launch is available in 300 restaurants. It's also a partnership with uh, virtual dining concepts, but they aren't ghost kitchens. The way this works is like all 300 of these restaurants are kind of empowered to operate Mr. Beast Burger. And that I think is really cool that they actually were able to breathe life into an industry that potentially, you know, was having trouble during the pandemic, which was the restaurant industry and do it in a way that was digital where you could order through Postmates. It's similar to, uh, in our last video, we did uh, Father Foods. Very similar to that. Wow. Good YouTube videos are transformative. They make the audience feel a certain type of way by the end. Jimmy's great at that. Mm. Good merchandise does the same thing. And there's nothing probably more transformative than food. Also, food this good. You're hungry. These fries are amazing. By the end, you're satisfied. Like, that's a powerful experience. All right. Take the bite. Everyone's waiting. It's very good. It's very good. It's like a smash burger. Smash burger. Interesting. It's very good. Mixed with a little bit of animal style something. Yeah, it looks delicious. Yeah, it's great. Where would you rate it next to In-N-Out? Look, man, I'm a big fan of In-N-Out. Listen, I'm a huge fan of In-N-Out. I went in, in my pre-vegan days, loved In-N-Out. I will say the fries are better than In-N-Out fries. By far. In-N-Out fries, yeah. questionable. These are amazing fries. These are really, really good fries. The burger, it's great. I'm going to give it to In-N-Out. Got it. All right. Mr. Beast Burger, obviously something that probably everyone's interested in, has heard about a lot. Uh, I will tell you, these fries, I would come back for these fries. Colin's going to try the grilled cheese. I guess the one thing I was kind of surprised about was the same way that Travis Scott did a burger with a big chain. Like, is Beast just so big that it doesn't make sense to do that with Burger King or McDonald's where it's like, hey, let's launch a Mr. Beast burger? I think it's more about his mindset for how he looks at launching new products, new verticals. He's such a non-traditionalist in that I'm going to do it myself. Whereas I consider David Dobrik to be a little bit more of a traditionalist. Like he'll take that big Pepsi mm. sponsorship or something. Like he is Joe Namath, Broadway Joe. Right. 
he wants to exist in this Hollywood space. Mr. Beast is in North Carolina. And he's like, I don't care about TV. He says that. He's mm. like, I don't care at all about TV. So mm. I think this fits right in line with that. Yeah. Which is just like, no, I'm going to do it myself in a way that's different. We'll have our own app. but We'll partner with the other apps too. But it wouldn't be surprising if Dobrik, if he was looking at a thing like this, I mean, I know what he's doing in the food space. Right. But if he were to do something more like this, I think he would partner with a big Which is what he did. With brand. The with uh, Prince Street. With, with or even pizzas. before this, Chipotle, with yeah. having David's Burrito. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Chipotle, massive brand. So where are you putting this on the uh, on the tier list? Also, what was the price point? How much did you pay for all this stuff? 22 bucks or something. I don't okay. know. So it's reasonable. Yeah, reasonable price point. Cool. Where are you putting it? Mm, I'm going to give it an A because it is delicious. Mm-hmm. But it's also very unique. He's pioneering what it means to be a creator and to launch new businesses. Very unique. So, Jimmy, this is, this is, I mean, I think this is a huge move. We've never seen creators go to number one on the App Store and launch 300 locations in one day. So, I think he is pioneering this unbelievable, you know, next iteration of what it's going to mean to be a creator. I also think when he does stuff like this, he brings the creator space into this crazy light that people who have never heard of, you know, what YouTubers are doing, he brings that to the forefront. Key takeaways from all of this. We speak a lot about merchandise. We consider this to be Merch 2.0. Originally, creators, it was sort of a one-size-fits-all model. You sell a t-shirt, you sell a hoodie. What we've realized is that there are actually standalone new businesses you can create uh, as uh, someone who's on YouTube to sell to your audience that are very unique and specific to your audience. I think what what we're going to see is probably like the next big brand, the next Nike, the next... I mean, Gymshark's a great example the next Lululemon, like one of these brands, they're going to come from creators because the scale that creators can hit and now the sophistication of these businesses that we just went through, they're at that scale. Like the next, I mean, look at Doug DeMauro's carsandbids.com. That's a really unique situation where you do not have to have any relationship to the YouTube creator, Doug DeMauro, to take part in that website and that service that he launched. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Beast Burger, is this the next Burger King? Is the next In-N-Out? Maybe. And so I think that's what we're starting to see is like creators are able to compete in serious business because of their scale. And now the sophistication of the creator economy is allowing for these brands to get built in a direction that I think people, it's going to be so crazy in the next couple of years to look back and be like, whoa, that brand that everyone loves was actually started by a YouTube creator. So overall, this was a different episode of the Colin and Samir show, but really fun to open all this merch to experience all of this stuff. Thank you to everyone who sent us stuff. All right, that's it for this week. Make sure to subscribe to the channel, put your comments down below, like the video, and we will see you next week.